podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. Quédense tranquilas, aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Good evening, everyone. It's the Fatback 4. It's episode 10. We've done it again. We've only gone and won another game, and it's brilliant. We're all delighted with ourselves. Matt is that delighted that he went on the piss, I think, from Thursday. He preempted the victory, and he, he just couldn't show up tonight. He's, there's no <laughs> point. There's just no point. It's, um, we wouldn't inflict that on you. But look, I still have Grizz, and I still have Ian with me tonight. I'm your host, Gav. Um, before we get into the game... I just want to say that uh, you've probably seen a couple of tweets from the Trippers account during the week with regards to the listenership that we have. Um, this week, when people download, we should go through the 60,000 listens barrier. The lads, myself, Matt, Ian, Grizz, we're all blown away by it. And um, we'd just like to thank everyone for the support so far. We've got to episode 10, which is a miracle. And um, onwards and upwards, keep listening. Tell your friends, tell your family. Um, you know yourselves. We're just four dickheads looking to have a laugh. But look, on to the game. Um Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, Liverpool for West Ham won, or West Ham won, ever, Liverpool for whatever way you want to put it. Um, we have to start with the lineup, don't we? Um, it's true, everyone. Uh, people that predict lineups were fucking highly embarrassed. Um, and it worked out, but it did throw everyone, didn't it? Badly, badly. There's no one on the face of this planet that could have predicted that one. I quite, I quite fancy myself in terms of predicting lineups and I'm usually only like one or two out and to, and in terms of well I, I actually I'm going to I'm going to pat myself on the back Gav you know I don't often do this no no <laughs> but, but you know what Gav I got the shape right though I did think he's going to go with three basically I thought we're going to end up how we ended up against how we played against Huddersfield but with different personnel but I tell you what though that lineup as soon as I saw it I tweeted straight away. I thought Klopp's found his balls again, hasn't he? Because that was a that was an old school Klopp. I don't give a fuck lineup. And you know what? I, I tweeted. I said, look, Klopp's put his balls on the table here. It's the players got to show him, you know, show him that they are worthy of being selected now because he did pull a few rabbits out of bag of that, that, that lineup. Yeah, no, we did. Um, I don't know whether it was balls out. I think it was. It was more. Klopp looking to be solid and then in doing that well, having it's the weird, power Gav. up front. It's weird, Gav, because afterwards, yeah, right, he talked about I bet everyone thought that this is an attacking lineup. But for us it was a very defensive lineup. He I mean, this is what Klopp said after the game in terms of because we'll get into it that when he because he deployed the two number sixes, he played uh, Ginny and Emery holding, sitting in front of the back two. 
But if anyone saw that lineup on paper, right, you've got automatically you'd assume it would be the, the normal back four. And then everyone thought Emre's going to be sitting. And then you've got Ox and Ginny bombing on. And then you've got the, the front three as well. But it wasn't like quite like that, was it, Gav? I mean, me and you had a little bit of a, bit of a, a discussion during the week about how we did set up. And, you know, I've, I've changed my mind a little bit. Um, you know, I told you that, it's, in my opinion, I thought in possession, in possession it was a 3-4-3 three, three, with Gomez tucking in, making it a three. Because yep. if you analyse the game, did you? I don't remember Gomez going past the halfway line, do you? No, and that was the big thing for me. Mm. When I when I looked at it, me, you were talking about that, and when I looked at it, and I actually went back and watched the game, and yeah. as soon as the game kicked off, to me it was four two three one, and the bit the massive thing was that was the fullback stayed quite deep, and they used Salah in that hole to to be that second man on uh, wide, you know, whether it be Oxley Chamberlain or Firmino will come over and play with Moreno and let Salah go into the middle. But um, Ian. I don't know how much of an effect I had on on the lineup or the, or the the choice of players he used, but Henderson went out with, with a toy a toy strain, I think it is. Um, I think it was only announced on the it was only the day of the game because I was quite shocked when I seen the lineup that he wasn't anywhere near it. But when you seen a lineup, were you were you happy with it first of all? And you know when you looked at that team, did you think oh we're going we might sit back against these because you know it's half five, it's West Ham away. You know, or did you think, no, 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 we've he's he's learned his lesson here and he's he's going to adapt to it? Uh, I didn't know about Henderson being injured myself, so when I saw the team line up, I was glad that Oxley Chamberlain was getting a game because I think he's looked dangerous the last couple of games off the bench. Uh, but no, I didn't think they, I didn't think Shannon Wijnaldum would sit so deep. I certainly didn't think. I mean, I, I was in, I didn't watch it live. I was in work, so. When I got home, I could watch it, you know, without the stress of shitting myself during the game, so I could proper pick the bones out of it and stuff. And at ta- during the game, mate, I honestly think Liverpool played about five different formations. They were very fluid. Grizz saying there, he thinks Klopp found his balls. I don't think that's the problem at all. I think Klopp's has got his, his balls are too big in the past. He just thinks, fuck you, we're going to steamroll you. I think today or Saturday, I think he was a lot more pragmatic. It was a very typical, like, away performance of a decent side who think, right, we don't have to blow you away in the first 20 minutes. We've got better players than you. Uh, we're going to sit in and we're going to protect our back four, which is what they're doing. And we'll beat you out over a long period of time. Do you know what I mean? West Ham are not a good side. They've got some all right players, but they're not a good side. Like, So I, I think uh, there's been signs of it against Huddersfield. The, we're getting a bit... It's almost like our in-game management's getting a bit better. I'm not sure if it's Klopp or if the players are starting to listen or what. But I definitely didn't think he'd play with two defensive midfielders. Uh, but I was very happy with it, though. Uh, I'd say the first 20 minutes of the game, wasn't it wasn't the best game to watch. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not very good. We were just playing about. Uh, so I was all right with it. I, I, I couldn't figure out what formation we were playing. At times, short in the game, like when we when we're attacking, we go to three at the back. Uh, when when they've got the ball, like we'd have two in front of a back four, and then other times it looked like we were playing four two four. Then it looked like we were playing four four two. You know what I mean? And I was just like, "Fucking hell!" But they seemed to know what they were doing without being spectacular. If you know what I mean, he's clearly working on it. 
Can I just say something, Ian? You know, I, I know what, the reason why I said balls out, Klopp, is because of the lineup. And but you're right. When we actually, when the game actually started, it was a very pragmatic approach. You're right. Um, we no one, no one expected Ginny and Emery to be sort of sitting next to each other in front of the back four. So that's why I said when we saw the lineup, it looked like a balls out lineup. Like, okay, he's got everyone, you know, attacking here again. Yeah, um, yeah. But he did. But the approach to the game, you're right, is a total. And do you know what he said in the afterwards? He said we've only practiced this formation once in training, which was explains probably the sort of the rough first half hour. Yeah, you could. Yeah, as well yeah. as that, as well as that, you could see Klopp. Now I know Klopp was quite animated on the on the sideline most of the time, but. He was literally talking his team through the whole fourth half. Yeah. Like literally, no, he, uh, no, every just, like even even when the ball was played to the left wing, you could see him turning to the defenders and, and literally telling them where to be, what to do, yeah. what he wanted. He yeah. was very animated. But the two the two um you know go back to you the, the two defensive midfielders as they call them um or the two sixes or whatever the fuck you want to call it like there's a different name for every week. But the thing about them two is um and not just with Adam and John, I think playing that sort of way. I've been I've been a person that complains a lot about how one, two, or maximum three passes around midfield can get you out of Liverpool's defence. Mm. Because the one fella that's deep, they, they play onto him, they play it quick and they're they're away. That was cut out nearly completely um yesterday. The, you know, every time a pass did get say beyond the force bank, these two lads were here and they were cutting everything out and it just looked like a real steady ship for, for the first 20 minutes. Well, by the chance that um, I think it was AU had. But to me, it looked like we're going to be steady. We're going to be solid. And as you said, Ian, we've better players than them. And that'll shine through in the end. When you were watching it, did you think, yeah, they're growing into this and, and they'll, they'll just look to take their chances when, when they come about? Because we can create. Yeah, I, I, I think for the first time that I can remember, I think Klopp was happy for a 1-0. I think he's just thought, right, we're not conceding today, or that was the aim. We're going to be tough to, to get it. West Ham, like I say, they're not the best side, West Ham. So if we keep it tight, then we can get chances against them, especially with Salah and Mane and stuff like that. So I just think he thought, right, we're not giving anything away. We're not giving these a sniff of getting the lead and then sitting back. Because they were very defensive in the first 20 minutes as well. It wasn't just us. They were scared of us taking them apart. But Klopp's changed the style in the last few games. Liverpool haven't started as quickly in the last few games. And I think that is... Uh, I think that's on purpose. I don't... I, you know, teams are used to us blasting off from the start and picking us off on the counter-attack. Or I think Klopp's... He's given them something else to think about at the moment because we are... It's almost like we are deliberately starting slower. So you can't counteract a side that are just playing the ball around, keeping it, getting on the fans' nerves... Like their fans are shit anyway, but like they were booing and they were, you know what I mean. They were getting. I think at one point I thought Clavin had have about seventeen touches in in about three minutes. You know, it's just very like slow and it wasn't very good to watch. It's but testimonial, it, wasn't it? It was testimonial. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It it wasn't very exciting, but at the same instance, you're not beating Liverpool. It, it, it's like he's come out and he's gone. You aren't beating us today. And we're going to take, as, as long as it takes, this is how we are going to do it. And I was quite impressed by him, because considering he's only supposed to have like one like one trick up his sleeve, Klopp, he's, he's proven that in the last few weeks. That certainly isn't the case, in my opinion. Does, doesn't that bring you back, though, to um, the game last week where we said the first half looked like 
uh, Liverpool adapting to their own style and Huddersfield a bit shocked by this style and, and couldn't really deal with it. It was a bit of that yesterday as well, I thought. I thought West Ham, again, like you said, they're expecting us to come out and, and go all, you know, go all at them, and we didn't. Um, and I think teams are a little bit shocked, but to get on to more shocks, Grizz, um, the team is, is named, and Klopp pulls off a major bluff um, over Mane when he says he's ready for probably 20, 25 minutes, and next thing you know, he's in the starting lineup. Yeah, I love that as well. I love it. I love the way we go at 25 minutes. It reminds me of um, what Ferguson used to do for years. He'd say, oh, I, don't, I don't know, and then he'd be in the lineup, and you Bang wouldn't be on. expecting it. But he makes a massive difference to this side, doesn't he? Like, he, he, not not just him individually, but he gives so much to everyone else. He gives other players more freedom on the pitch because obviously they're worried about him, but it was a big bonus to have him back, wasn't it? Gav, it was honestly... It's... A few, there was a f- couple of things that I re- that really, really, really made me happy. Right, that was the 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 Klopp approach in terms of what Ian's just discussed in terms of the in-game management. How we're going to approach this? Right, he had clearly told the team, you know, we're going to make the life very difficult for them. And as you said, barring that IU chance, which was a deflection, actually, wasn't it, off a player into his path, and then you know your favourite goalkeeper not coming out. As quick as yeah, you I'm can. Not, barring I'm, not getting, that, I'm not getting into him this week. I'm just barring, not barring that. I, I can't remember them getting a sniff. But what I loved was Klopp during the week telling us about oh Mane's touch and go. He looks good for about twenty minutes, maybe. I mean, I thought there's no chance he's going to risk Mane because Klopp apparently is the type of coach that insists you have at least two or three training, full training sessions with the team before he considers you. And he actually alluded to that. He said, I've never done this before, but, you know, he put Mane in and it was a shock to everyone. And can you imagine the lift that it brought to our team, our players, our squad, and how it must have shit the West Ham team up even more? Because I don't think they were, even they were expecting Mane to be starting. I was a bit scared and a bit dubious because of the type of injury that he had. He was a... Hammy, wasn't it? He was coming up from a hamstring. So, you know, hamstrings can... And the the type of player that he is, they can go at any time. You know, he's a a dynamic sort of player. But as soon as I saw Mane in the team, you know, automatically, just the the whole fan base just gets a lift, isn't he? You you could almost say he's our talisman, isn't he? I mean, I suppose Salah's taken over that mantelpiece. So we've got two now, but... The more of them, the merrier. The The more more of them, the merrier, yeah. Hey, listen, we haven't even mentioned... The magic man wasn't even, you know, anywhere around, you know, for Phil Coutinho. And so we have got now, we're not, Klopp, what Klopp's trying to do is not be reliant on just like a, in the old days, just a Stevie G or just a Torres or just a Suarez or, you know, do you know what I mean? He's, he's got options now. He's got, we've got a few match winners. And as you said, the more the merrier. But yeah, seeing Mane in the team lineup and how Klopp uh, hoodwinked. Uh, West Ham and the rest of the footballing world actually was lovely. I thought, yeah, Klopp's wising up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I think it was a gamble war taken because the the talk all during the week was how many players West Ham had out, particularly defensively. They went with is a Kioti centre half. He's, a, he's usually a midfielder. Um, Reed was a doubt, but played. But they're probably planning all week for probably you know a front three of maybe Salah. Firmino, Oxlade, Chamberlain, and next of all, Mane rocks up and they're going off for fuck's sake. Because like teams try to do, they'll try to 
literally say, right, Salah's on the, the right wing. We're going to close off that avenue all day. And we're going to let their left-hand side have it and we'll deal with it. But like, when you have them two, it's, it's very hard to... It's very hard to close it off on on both sides or, or down the middle and left. You know, it's very, it's so, just very difficult to deal with the pace he, you have. Gav, do you know what he totally totally out tactic. Uh, what's the word? Ian, is it out out tactic? There's no such word as out tactic, is there? Have I just made that oh, one no, up no, again? Have I made there that is one up now. again? Yeah, yeah. Right. you're doing a Sam Allardyce on us now, Chris. All right, out tactic. Yeah. All right, listen. Yeah, just... but no, no, but he did. He outwitted uh, Alli- uh, Sam Allardyce. Fuck Sam Allardyce. What's his name? Billich. He outwitted Bilic in few ways as well because you got to remember um, West Ham played with three centre-backs and two wing-backs and what he'd done was he occupied all five of them with this formation because what he'd done was brought Salah. Everyone expected, as you say, Salah and Mane to be out wide. No, what he'd done was put Salah through the middle with Bobby, occupy the both defenders and they were shit scared of them. And then what he'd done was Ox and Mane occupied their wing-backs so they literally had absolute no outballs. They had literally no way to go out. And do you know when uh, Ian said that their fans were shit? They started booing Mark Noble after about 20 minutes, didn't they? Because yeah, he had, yeah. the, poor, the poor guy had nowhere to go. Their back five were totally, totally preoccupied with our front four. And that's what I said in terms of, you know, at times... It's very, it, uh, the reason why I changed my mind, I was arguing with you in midweek privately about what formation we were playing. But you know what? It, it, there wasn't a set formation. It was fluid. It was totally controlled. And it was very disciplined. And the discipline came from the two number sixes sitting and Mane and, um, Mane and Ox occupying their wingbacks whilst Bobby and Salah tormented their centre-halves. I think Klopp done a total number on him. Poor, poor Billage, man. Yeah, no, I, I just really liked the way when we went down the right-hand side, you'd see, say, Oxlade-Chamberlain get it, and he's, uh, Salah's drifting over that way to make the, the second man. And when it was on the left-hand side, you'd have, say, um, Mane and Firmino will come over to support, and you'd see Salah move to the centre. So, we are all, like you said, we're always occupying people. But look, into the game, um, I think it's 21 minutes, um, Salah gets the opener. Ian, I'm going to come to you. Um that's counter attacking. There's just if you if you want to show a video on if the, if you want to show a video on counter attacking, it literally you could do it in a fucking gif. It was that fucking quick. So and, you, know, um, you know what? Sorry, mate. Quit. No, come on. I was just gonna say, poor Aaron Cresswell, man. I thought it was yeah. Halloween last week. Imagine being the only defender and seeing yeah. Mo Salah. Fucking Sadio Mane and Oxley Chamberlain just running yeah. at you at Olympic Storming, speed. Storming through Honestly. a sea of bubbles. It was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his ass must have fell out of his shorts. But... Yeah, and fucking Joe Hart's hair was falling out as he approached. <laughs> it was unreal, but like it's a corner to West Ham, Ian. Um, I don't know who gets the head on it, but if you actually go back and watch it, before the corner's taken, you can see Winston Reid saying to somebody, he, he's pointed to somebody to say, if a, more or less, if this drops out, we need to be on this. We're lads. dead. We're dead. But, but, no, he, he was. He was giving directions yeah. to people as if to say, look, I'm going forward. Somebody needs to be here. And I don't think, I don't even know if they didn't take up that message, but the touch from Salah. And as soon as it touches his foot in, it's like, I am gone. I'm, I, I know I'm just running. Yeah. And, you know, you're not catching either of them, are you? You know what? I think it's Chan that wins the other. But it, it reminds me, a few years back, do you remember when Barcelona were in their prime? I think it was when Pep was there. 
they used to leave three players up on the halfway line for corners. And they yeah. spread them because they were so small, they were a really small side. So they'd yeah. have Messi on the right, whoever like Pedro or whoever on the left, and then someone else through the middle. And you would have to leave four or five players back because just one like yeah. one clearance they're gone. That was so naive from West Ham because Liverpool don't need to be on the halfway line because Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane, I don't know how quick they can do 100 metres, but I reckon they're close to Olympic standards. You know what I mean? They are rapid. And the, yeah. the thing is, they don't slow down with the ball. They were pulling away. You know well, like, he did. He, he slows down a little bit to kind of... To knock to, go offside, to, doesn't he? Yeah, to, no, to, he, to, Mane slows down a little bit. That so was very clever. That was very yeah, clever from yeah, Salah, because the way he slowed he, down, yeah. Yeah, and Mane does the same. He slows down because he wants to drag Cresswell. And you have to give Oxlade-Chamberlain a bit of credit because Oxlade-Chamberlain just makes this run across the pitch. What are saying, that, Gav? And he's, say he's, that, yeah. he's, he's going to the back he, post, isn't he? He's just, it's he, just, he knows he's never getting the ball. Oxlade-Chamberlain making that run knows there is not a fucking chance in hell on getting this pass. But if I run that way, Cresswell basically has to stand still. He has oh, to stand fucked. still because, fucked, you know, yeah. but um, it's... I love the finish. I love the way he just takes the touch, heart comes it's a, it's out, and he confidence doesn't... It's confidence in it. It's yeah. confidence yeah. finish. Yeah, absolutely. It, in, a, in a game, in a Premier League game, against possibly the best counter-attacking side in the Prem, if not Europe, let's be honest, when Liverpool are flying, they are dangerous on the counter-attack. So we'll only have one person even remotely go near the ball from your own corner, and then we're away. It's just... It's criminal defending. It was a Gelson Fernandez. It was. Fernandez, it was. Mm. They literally he doesn't had, do. He doesn't they do they anything. He doesn't. He doesn't well, take the man out. He doesn't commit to the tackle. He just. It's terrible, terrible defending. It's like schoolboy stuff because it's literally from like eighty yards out. It's a sprint. It was naive. Yeah. Eighty yards yeah. out. Yeah. They don't See, have to. Don't, like, don't have to beat anyone. There was so much about that goal that when you watch it back a second time, the, the things you, you pick up or I picked up, when when the corner's given, Salah is actually hanging around on the edge of the box. Not even the edge of the box. He's nearly inside the box on the left-hand side, closer to the corner taker, right? And he he, he looks around him. He actually took, takes a look around. And I don't know if someone said something to him, but he wanders. He just wanders out of the box. Yeah. And like I said, Winston Reid's given all this, this kind of fucking instruction to people. But like you said, the ball drops out. Salah gets a touch. I don't know who it's against. And they're gone. And Cresswell, and in fairness, Cresswell is in air half as well. You know, they're yeah. all within 45 yards of air goal, which, like you said, it's so naive. It's, it's criminal. Um, but look, it's 1-0 and it's a great breakaway goal. It's a stunning goal as far as I'm concerned. Um, just the speed. And, and when they're in orange, it looks better. I don't know what care do you know, do you know what it highlights, right? You know, you get some players that are rapid, say like your Theo Walcott's and your Aaron Lennon's very quick, in he? And mm. you get players like that. Uh, Juan Cadrado's another one. They're extremely quick, but they've never, they haven't really got the, the brain to match the pace, if you know what I mean. So they, they'll overrun mm. it or they'll make, make the wrong decision or, or whatever. Salah and Mane seem to have the blend of football intelligence. They know where to go, when to hover, you know what I mean, where to lurk, when to lay it off. Like, Mane slows down for Salah to catch up, and then Salah slows down to not go offside. It's a dangerous combination. It's like Henri levels of pace with brains. Yeah. That was the difference between Henri and many other quick players, is that he was very intelligent as well. And, it, and uh, To have two of them is mental. The, the, the other thing about it was if it, is Mane's reaction as soon as the ball goes out of the box. 
as soon as he looks and sees Salah's anywhere near it, he's gone. He's just taken that gamble and he's gone. But Grizz, um, it's mad though, mate, because it's actually it's almost exciting when a team's got a corner against us. Yeah, because you think, oh, one clearance and we're away. Yeah, we're going. And it used to, yeah, it used to be, oh, fucking hell, we can't defend set pieces. Now it's gone to if we just win one header here. We're away. <laughs> That's how fast yeah, but we are. Do you know what? Do you know what, Ian? Then I think we should. You know, we, I think Klopp should consider doing that because we're so crap at the back, right? And Mane and Salah are not going to win no headers. So I think we should have them on the halfway line split. That will mean at least three or that will mean at least four players of the opposition marking them, won't it? They won't leave two against two there or something. You know, at least three or four players back. And yeah, you know, big by doing that is, though, you're almost cutting yourself off from getting a chance though, because yeah, they're, that's, then that's they're my too point defensive. as well, yeah. Yeah. Because but if, if, you, if, you, if you if you go with them three up on the halfway line, you have to play a longer ball to get to them. Whereas but if you say right, if we if no, but if you say right, one fe- one fella is going to stand forty yards from their goal, and one is going to hang on the edge of the box. And if that ball breaks out, we trust ourselves to get the first touch in it, and then it's it's game over. Then it's it's like right, you know. Do you know? Do you know these type of attacks that we do? A shout out needs to go out to Pep Linders, right? Because he works overtime in setting up these kind of counter attacks. I was watching um, um, they were on tour somewhere. I can't remember the country, but he, you know, you could hear him. You know, this is where we attack. Attack, 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 pass, and um, and you could you could see how many times they were practicing just sort of those like the red arrows aren't, almost aren't they? Just sort of just as soon as we get the boys, you said three or four players make that runs, and how many times have we seen that this season where just we got three or four players with rapid pace? Even Moreno's been joining up in some attacks, and then you got Emre, Genie bombing on. You know, the shout needs to go out to the coaching staff for that. And it's beautiful when it comes off because it, it does. It looks so easy, doesn't it? But that takes a lot of lot of um, uh, practice and timing of the runs, as Ian says as well. well it's just so when... exciting to watch. It's just exciting, isn't it? Like... Hey, I didn't know Ox was that fast, though. He kept, he kept yeah, I knew, guys, I, I knew he was quick, but he, yeah. I did, he is rapid as well, yeah. It's, rapid. It's, I knew it's, exciting, quick, yeah. Ian. it's exciting, Ian, but when Salah gets that touch, it's... Excitement turns to inevitability. Inevitability. Sorry, I'll try that again. Because like, when the ball comes out of the box, and like like I said, Salah gets that touch. Everyone's in the box, you know. And by the time the goal goes, the ball's in the net. Salah, Chamberlain, and uh, Mane have left them for dead. And the only reason Cresswell is in the conversation is because he was the deepest player in the first place. But look, Grizz, um, two minutes and fifty seconds. From when Lanzini takes that corner, or two up, um, Matt up with the goal, and it's about fucking time he puts a chance away, isn't it? Yeah, fucking hell, we've been we've been taking a piss out of his fifty p head, haven't we? Last couple of I, weeks, I, but... I haven't. I've been saying he scores loads of goals. You were mocking me last week. You paid a price. That's because yeah, you made that up. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> yeah. totally made it. Shit, up. <laughs> no, listen, he did. He yeah, scored yeah, loads. Yeah, but if he missed this one, fucking man, he would. Uh, you know, would, I would have. I don't know what I would have done if I took myself if you missed this one. It was actually a shit corner, this one. Salah I thought it was goal. meant. Do you think it was Yeah, meant? it's for Mane. It's a, it yeah. Mane at the near Sorry, post. guys. I've just been put off a little bit. I just saw Carol Vorderman on the screen. Some of the oh. ceremony. <laughs> Give me five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, so going back, to the point. You know? <laughs> going back to the point. Oh, so you think it was... Um... I okay, think it was yeah, I see what you put. I see what you mean, yeah. At the near post, sort of try to get. Yeah, it's a, for Mane, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair point. Yeah, fair point. But um, I, it was actually a 
bloody right save, wasn't it, from uh, Mr. Head and Shoulders? I and thought so, it was you know, terrible. Oh, you thought it was terrible. <laughs> the save, I think it's awful goalkeeper. I think it's atrocious goal. Push it away, you mean push it away. He just pushes it. I don't think he makes a meal of it and he just puts it right in the middle of the goal. Like, yeah, I'd have a go. I thought it was terrible goalkeeping, I'll be honest with you. Okay, I'll have to look. I thought it was a reactionary save. I don't know. Guinness is doing well, analysing this goal. Yeah, Blame, Blame Carol. He's fucking going to knock us all off. He's gone out the way. Nash is gone, Nash is gone. Go on, come on, back on point. Yeah, no, it was a terrible save. Fuck off, bollocks! Did you yeah, win? There's a proper cock up from Joe Hart, yeah. And then, and then Matip has a tap in, lovely, jubbly, two 0 up, and we're coasting suddenly without, without playing well. You know, we're playing. It was, it was, it was a kind of nothing game as we've discussed already, but suddenly out of the blue, one counter attack. Because before that, to be honest with you, we didn't really look like scoring either. I mean, we've said we've controlled them, but they've nullified us to a bit as well. And we've been sort of pragmatic, but suddenly we're two new up. The Carol win the award. No, she's, Carol Barnum, she's, did she's she win giving it? Some, she was giving some out, I think. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting a award off her. What for your, anyway. your, for your cricket and medals? Late in audience, Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> come here, um, Ian... This is what I'd make of the goal. First of all, we should never have the corner, but your man brick, absolutely bricks himself when he sees Mane chasing him towards the end line and heads it out instead of just shielding it to go out. Mane goes over to take the corner and Salah comes across and I think there's a word said between the both of them. And I think the cross is intentional. I think Hart is awful. And I think Matt, fair play, he managed to stick within the net. Do you agree with most of that? All of it or none of it? I agree with every bit of it, yeah. Every bit of it. What I would say is Matty is six foot four and he stood on the edge of the six yard box unmarked. That's like Liverpool esque defending. Yeah. yeah. It was mm-hmm. terrible. But yeah, I agree with that. I think the vein for the front, the, like Mane makes the run across the near post. I think it comes, it's a deflection, isn't it? Yeah, it hits Noble and Hart. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think he's just Hart. Yeah, I think it's terrible goalkeeping. I mean, we might be being harsh, but I think it, it's a lot. It's nowhere near as difficult as he makes it look. And it, I think no. he's gone for like, you know, the way some goalkeepers just, they want to show technique rather than like style yeah. or substance type of thing. He gets his two hands for Yeah, I, th- I thought it was terrible. Right, And it just drops right down. And, well, Matty can't miss. And the fact that he's got no one on him is comical. Like. Yeah, it's um, it's 2-0. The, the, this, the rest of the half, I think... Um, West Ham throw in a couple of meaty challenges. I think they're getting a bit desperate. The crowd is going against them. You know, I think if we'd have put the pedal down then, I think we could have put the game out of sight. But um, the inevitable happens at halftime. Andy Carroll is thrown on and you know what's going to happen. But um, they make it 2-1. Um, Lanzini scores. And I think Moreno's a bit at fault here. He, he doesn't get close enough to, for the cross. But Joe Gomez, I don't know what he's doing. Grizz, when you watch this, what did you make of that? I, I just thought, stand your ground, stand where you, exactly where you are and just head it. He seems to backpedal and, and, and then nearly get caught under it. It's, it's a really strange from Gomez and I can't really blame Mignolet. He's, he could, probably could have been out a bit quicker to it, but I think it was you more Gomez to, than anybody blame, else. You want you want to blame Mignolet. I know you want to blame Mignolet. Um, but no, no I, I wouldn't on this one. I think it, it's okay. it's actually a decent finish. He spreads himself, but it's actually a nice thing finish in fairness. So I think it's he's Gomez. A the problem. He's, he's a good player. 
Right, that's the he's, first thing. I do, I do like Lanzini a lot. He's a, okay? he's a poor man's Coutinho. Yeah, yeah, I knew. There we go. Me, me and Gavin agree and loads here. I was just going to say about. There's no Matt for me to agree with, so I'm on my own today. Matt just texted me. He said he's a he's a pound world fucking version of Coutinho. <laughs> but you know what? I knew you were going to say that because everyone says that as a poor man's Coutinho. But I think he's slightly better than that. He's a good player. He's look. You can't really play one twos and intricate football with Andy Carroll and Cayute in your team. Do you know what I mean? It's hard. So give him dues. He's a good player. Joe Gomez was weak. Joe Gomez should never be out muscled in that situation. He should never be. He, he got under the ball. That was. Just a typical Liverpool defender's moment of madness, wasn't it? We're in control, everything's fine. Just a very ordinary balls. Who's the... I don't know who crosses it in. Is it a left-footed crossing? I think it's Antonio, oh, yeah. is it? It's, no, he didn't him. play. He, he oh, he didn't play, yeah. did no, but it's close, though. Thanks. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it's a, look, it's a nothing cross to the far post. Your man, Joe Gomez, has to deal with that. Make it hard for you know, it was a good take on his chest, but it was a poor, you know, what Gomez didn't have a bad game apart from that. It was, it was just, a, a, you know, it was just disappointing that sort of he just sort of had a mad 10 15 minutes. Do you remember just um, they brought on Anatovic as well at that around that period? He's he sure as well, yeah, but he had a mad 10 15 minutes, Joe Gomez, where we thought, okay, calm down, calm down. Thankfully, luckily, he got his game back together. But those are the kind of things where, we, you know, we Lovren's had like 15, 20 minutes of madness or Moreno's had 15, 20 minutes of madness and it costs us. But luckily, you know, he was strong enough to sort of get through that rough 10, 15 minutes because I was thinking, because I think he got a yellow card in that period as well. And I was thinking, OK, Klopp, do something here. Klopp, because we hadn't made any subs yet and it was crucial 2-1 after coasting. And then I thought, OK, they're just going to target because he brought on an out of itch and they just bombed, they just targeted that that side. In fact, normally we're, we're accustomed to people attacking Moreno. But no, they attacked Gomez this side. So he had a rough 10-15 minutes, but yeah, it was poor defending. There's no other way of looking at it. You just can't let a loopy cross like that get underneath it and probably the smallest man on their side you know, beat you and then tuck it away like that. You can't do that as a fullback. Do you know, what I, you know what I think happens? I think he loses where Lanzini is and he tries to lean into Lanzini, you know, like... And he's not there. Like, he does. He's not, he's not yeah, there. He, That's what happens. Yeah. He tries to yeah, usher us him out. so the cross can go over him. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely. Lanzini's moved. It's poor, it's poor positional sense. But yeah. go, going back to what Chris just said there, he had a mad 10 minutes and he, I don't think he had a particularly good game, Gomez, but I've been so impressed with him this season. He, you know the way someone comes in and you think they're not going to be around for very long or a bit like Flanagan. Like you think they're playing way above the station and you know they're going. I think Gomez looks like a proper Premier League player. He really does. He's only young. He's massive. You know what I mean? He's like 21. He's fast. He's strong. He he didn't get out muscled by Lanzini. He just got in the wrong position. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't out strength or not. And he was just, a, it was poor defending. But it was not only that, there was a couple of times that he had, he was. There was a couple of times he did get out muscled, and I didn't. Yeah, he like didn't. He didn't have a very good game. I, mm. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I've seen mm. him have much better games, but I, even watching the game, even when he was playing poor, I, I remember thinking to myself, "I'm, I'm buzzing with Joe Gomez now. He's around now." Because I, I remember you could have saying he's gone this I, season. I, I was just gonna say I was one of his critics, and hands yeah. up, he has and totally turned it around. And we're he's gonna go on to other people turned it around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, 
he's a fully fledged member of that squad now. If he doesn't play right back, I can see him going to centre half eventually. Uh, I'm a big, big fan. Me. <laughs> he's just um, got a England squad as well, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, and I don't like that because you're guaranteed an injury. Uh, but he's. He's a he's a centre half. It's as simple as that. Everything about him is centre half. He loves the, he loves the aerial challenges. He's quick along the ground. Um, his distribution can be a bit ropey at times, but look, yeah, that can, can happen yeah. to anyone. No, it's but, poor. Um, yeah, it's not poor. I just think it's a bit rash at times. And well, for a fullback, uh, it's poor. Yeah, that's but, why. Yeah, he, he's yeah. not a centre half. Nah. Yeah, but I think when when Grizz and Grizz's Russian intermediaries get involved and sign Van Dijk in January, um, I play him alongside Van Dijk um, every day of the fucking week. Um, I think he's that good, and I think mm. in two or three years' time, I think he'd be Liverpool's number one centre half. That's the call I'm going to make on him because he's he's all the attributes. Like Ian said, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he can play ball. Just that little thing yesterday was. Experience more than anything else. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, well. Not experience in <clears throat> in the whole thing. It, the first thing you should have done was forget Lanzini. He's not going to beat you in the air. Go and head the ball, and then you know That's if he's it. if That's he's if he's yeah. trying if he's trying to usher a player, he should he should be nearly have his hand out to see and be touching this player to see he where he did. is. But he look, actually he's actually he tries to put his hand out as Ian says, but he's not there. He's, like Lanzini is yeah. quite clever in his movement. He's just pulled yeah. away a bit more, and he just can't feel him, and he kind of loses balance, doesn't he, Joe? Well, yeah. that, that is, is it... all all taken out the equation if he's facing the fucking right way. He's facing yeah. the wrong way, and he? he's facing his goal. Yeah. If he's if he's he gets... turned the other way, then he knows where the defense, he knows where the attacker is. But he gets in the mm. wrong position, makes the balls up. But you know what? I've got no problem with them making a mistake because he'll learn from that, and we won four one. I'd rather it happen now than oh, when it's sure. nil nil. Yeah, yeah, you know well, what I mean. To be, so... honest, to be honest with you, Ian, I'd rather if I rather that than a ball coming in and it's a simple kick it away and you fucking air shot it and it's it's a goal, you know. Um, them sort of mistakes do my head in. But well, you're right, Gav. As you said, should, Gav. You should head it. You should just 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 head it and forget no, about really, it. Don't be too really, he, I agree with both of you and I have to hold my hands up. I did actually think, just because of the in, the, the nature of his injury and, you know, I didn't think, well, I, I, we thought Van Dijk's going to come in and we thought, you know, where's he going to get a chance to play because Matip... You know, Van Dijk, Lovren, probably third choice if we've got that centre-back. But you know what? He's grown so much. And I mean, physically, I mean, in terms of maturity as a player. And, um, you know, it's it, it, it's a big, big turnaround. And we've got a couple of players in our squad that have made big, big turnarounds. It's, it's great to see that. The England the England selection just tops you off, doesn't it? It's like recognition for like doing a fantastic job there. Yeah, and like you are talking about, Grizz, about players there... Um, <clears throat> it's great to have these players getting torn around and players coming back from injury. Um, we had got a tweet today from, I can't remember the chap's name, he was asking what our 11 would be, where everyone fit, both formation-wise oh, and, and personnel. No, I'm going to leave it till next week during the international break and we go through it. Yeah, that's um, right. Because yeah, we, we did touch on the midfield last week. So the, the chap that tweeted that into us, um, I'm definitely going to look at it next week because it looks like Lalana could be back and Coutinho as well after the international break. So, all them people will be options, so picking a team might be more difficult than you think. Uh, Ian, uh, we go to we're now two one, um, and you're, I'm fearing the worst because you know the way we can have a breakdown. But mm. West Ham have the big goal fucking things up on their screens like the fucking in the NFL. Um, there's bubbles fucking everywhere. There's a bubble storm going on, and we decide, you know what, fuck you. And we go down the other end about 55 seconds later, and Chamberlain scores and. 
one man I want to touch on, and this is Firmino, because that first touch and his move away from, I think it was Reid, was exceptional. Yeah, but do you know what? He frustrates the life out of me sometimes, Firmino. He's a, he's like a better version sometimes of Luis Garcia. He can do the sublime, and then he can be dog shit, and then he'll do the sublime, and then he'll be dog shit. And sometimes he, he can fluctuate like that. But when he first took that touchdown in the midfield, I thought he miscontrolled it. And then I had to go back and watch it, and it's just world class. He, he takes it down, but like almost rolls it right away from him at the same time. You know, like technique that you. Bergkamp-esque. Bergkamp-esque. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's like mm. the highest level of technique you can find. It's that good. You think it's a mistake? Like when Bergkamp scored that goal against Newcastle. Newcastle some yeah. said Some people were like, oh, "I didn't mean that." He fucking did mean that, but he was that good that he could do that. And Firmino has got it in him. He just brings it down, rolls it away. I don't know who the, the midfielder is by him. Uh, Obiang, possibly. No, I think it was Reid that he turned away from. I could be wrong, but it, it's, it's it literally... in the middle of the park, wasn't he? Yeah, but oh, I think it could have But it, he rolls away. It's 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 fantastic. Like, And then it gets it out of his feet. Gets gets it in front of him, nice and early. Nice pass to Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, he should finish the first one and he even gets a little bit lucky with the second one to be honest but the fact that <laughs> the fact that there's still bubbles in the air and all the pictures have got I mean what's with the bubbles anyway I was I was out with my mate today and he's a lifelong it's like being at a fucking 8 year old's party isn't it honestly he's a lifelong Gammers fan and I always mock him about the bubbles I just don't get it but the Most fact that the cringe, to be honest I've got a few Hammers fans I only live about twenty minutes away. They do cringe about that. Yeah, he's not—he's not a fan of the bubbles, like. Yeah. But to see all the bubbles, and it was good to see Oxley. I don't think Ox, Ox had his, but he got better as the game went on. But to see him get his first goal, his first league goal, and then get over to our fans and all that, very rarely does a side pull a goal back and then concede immediately, and then they get back into the game again. You know what I mean? It usually just knocks the wind right out of you, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, and and it. It did. It did. All right. They had a few. They had a, a little spell after that. But as far as I was concerned, that was game over as soon as that went in. Yeah, but no, it's all it's about. Awesome. You're right. It is all about Bobby. It's his touch is fantastic. He's literally controlling the ball and beating the player at the same time. Or, or yeah, it's, it's metal. It's metal. He's he's controlling it and and showing the defender the ball. And then he's saying, now I'm going to take it away from you and I'm going to completely take you out of the game. Because he's given that defender that sniff and the defender's bitten. And he's, yeah, but he's how often... Away. I mean, we're raving about Bobby here, right? And fans are... As Ian says, he's frustrating. And fans... Some fans think, oh, we need a... a, a you know, a, a, an out-and-out goal scorer, blah, blah, blah. But how often do you see Klopp, or any coach for that matter, come out, right, after the game and then just... Because everyone was praising Salah and Mane, and he went, "Wait, hold on, hold on. Can can you not please forget the role Bobby played? I mean, how many coaches or how many times have you seen a coach do that? It's amazing how much trust and how much he adores Bobby, and and that game kind of typifies why. Because I tweeted as well, his work rate, his effort, it, 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 and his movement off off the ball is insane, and especially when you've got runners like Ox." Salah and Mane, it's just a joy to watch. Honestly, it's a joy to watch him play one another. So I tell you, so I tell you what my best bit and my worst bit about him. What typified Bobby? Ian, do you know when he got that ball? When he got that first touch, he bullied through a couple of defenders. He went clean through, brilliant yeah. touch, and then he just sort of shanked, shanked it, doesn't he? Wide, yeah. 
So that would just typify. If he finished that, that would have been one of my favourite goals of the season so far. I mean, don't get me wrong. When it, when I compare it to Luis Garcia, he's a much much better player than Luis Garcia. But what I mean is, he can do something that can take your breath away, and then the very next thing, you just you're screaming at him because he, you know what I mean. He's giving away yeah. like it's no simple. Do more. Pass, do more. Yeah. Past, yeah. And I think Luis Garcia was like that, but to a lesser level. But his work rate combined with his actual technical ability, you don't get that very often. Don't get uh, that, the, yeah. the players who work that hard tend to have to work that hard because they lack technical ability. So mm-hmm. they make up for it in other ways. He is like perpetual motion. He never, ever stops. And even when he's playing shit, he never goes missing. And I think, I, I reckon if you if you were to like get to the bottom of it, I think he'd be the first name on Klopp's team sheet every week. And I, I mean that yeah, over uh, everyone. I, I think I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that fully, but um, I think the the game boy from Inu yesterday. All right, Chamberlain's goal. He's he's really really good for. Um, but I think the game from Firmino yesterday. I thought he was better off the ball than he was on it. I thought he lost it a couple of times. I thought he gave away a few fouls, but I thought the running that he done to leave space for the likes of Salah, Mane, even Oxlade Chamberlain. He came deep. Um, to take the ball from Jan and Wijnaldum and allowed the lads to move into other spaces. I think he was better off the ball than he was on the ball. Yeah, and that's, I, not, I, that's not me criticising I, him. Um, I think that's exactly what he's there for. I think he's there to subsidise yeah, these sure. two lads. Um, but look, he, he done well. and he, Look, we've won a game 4-1 and he's up front. And, and you'll get people, we all know them, um, that give out, and, out about him all the time, especially when he misses chances in, in tight games. That's going to happen to anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. I like him. I like him up front in air three. I think people go on about a, a natural goal scorer. A natural goal scorer probably won't do the running and probably won't give the opportunity to the two lads. And look, it doesn't matter if you're winning the game four one, and Firmino doesn't score ten weeks in a row, but we win four one ten weeks in a row. There isn't an issue. It's only an issue when the game is tight and he does miss the odd chance. If he if, if, look, if he could go up five percentage points in his finishing, you'd have a serious, serious fucking goal scorer on your hand. But look, um. It goes 3-1, and as Ian said, it nearly knocks the stuff in our West Ham. They have a little spell, I think. Um, Hernandez, I'm not fucking calling him Chicorito, because what the fuck is that? Hernandez, uh, header just over the bar. Mexican restaurant, isn't it? A few, <coughs> a few different bits and pieces. and um, But then we go for, and it's Salah again. Grizz, um, we've, I've heard over the last couple of weeks, he doesn't take enough chances. He doesn't strike the ball very cleanly. That was just a pure, pure strike, wasn't it? Oh, I was precision, wasn't it? The drilled into the corner. That was precision. Again, another brilliant break. Mane strong as a ox. He, he rides the challenge. The referee could stop it. Gives a good advantage. Um, who makes the run on the right? So he's got maybe. Is it is it Bobby again? Gives an option to the right, and then Salah pulls off. And it's did it if, to to me, guys. It reminded me of the you know everyone's showing that uh, diabolical piece of defending from Chelsea against Roma. Where where they yeah. all chase one ball. Yeah, they it get was, sucked in, don't they? They get sucked in again. It's very similar to that. They all get sucked into sort of towards Mane and sort of Bobby on the right hand side. And Salah again, very cleverly, doesn't go offside, drifts away, and Mane picks him out, and it's just a it's, just, it's a sublime finish. Isn't it? That's that's one of those. You know, we discussed last week about confidence. That's a confident strike. That's when you're not conf- when your confidence is high, you strike that cleanly and it goes straight into the bottom corner. As opposed to Bobby sort of not maybe as confident and he drags his shot wide wide about twenty minutes earlier. 
this was fantastic. Drawed into the corner. Bob's your uncle. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Ian, um, it tops off another great day for Salah because I thought he was excellent throughout. He gets the fourth goal. He's, he's buzzing all over the place. He, he could have been through two or three times. The the That goal, um, i seen somebody on Twitter mention it. It was a bit like Ian Rush in the 86 Cup final. That yeah, ball exactly over the touch of the yeah. hit. Um, yeah. And it actually, when, when I seen it written down, I thought, yeah, you're, that, that guy is spot on because it is. It's literally the touch and it's, it's right in the corner. But... Um, it makes a far one, and he could have had a hat trick. He, he really could, but Poor he's finishing. pouring at the minute. He's pouring <laughs> at the minute, isn't he? He's um, he, he's unplayable he's at times. He really is pouring. <laughs> he's pouring drinks. Pairing. Yeah, pouring drinks. Yeah. I think he means. Pa- he's, are you saying Ian. pairing as in a yeah. cat? Yeah, he means pairing Ian. Yeah. Is that what he's okay? Pouring. You pull him up. You know, Gav has some issues. Pour, no, but pouring. Why are you pulling Come him up on, on it? Poor. <laughs> yeah, we know what he means. Apparently. I'm here to educate. I'm here to educate. <laughs> no, you're just annoyed because you've had another bad week and you're taking it out on us. Like, there's no yeah. need to be. Like that. I worked come on, come on Gav, you're pouring the life out of me. Yeah, yeah. so anyway, he's unplayable at the minute. Um, That's the one. In stages of the game, um, he's not pouring he's meowing. it. He's meowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, he's, he's, he's phenomenal and to get that finish was just when he hit it I just thought yeah you know what I love that because it was just that clean strike bottom corner no scuffing it no nothing about it it was just mm. brilliant I even seen people during the week say oh, I his goal against Marabar I think he was very lucky and I was kind of going are you fucking on the same planet as us um, but at the minute he's, he's player of the season for me so far and I mean in the whole league KDB, uh, it's, it's, between him, it's between him and De Bruyne yeah, yeah. between those two uh, and I think De Bruyne will get it because they're going to win the league they're by win the league, yeah. March. But, Grace, uh, do you remember the poll you done before the season? If you could have any winger, who would it be? And you had Salah, Brandt, uh, I can't remember, you, you had a couple more. And I couldn't wait to press Salah. I was pressing it as quick as I could because I, mm. I, watched, I watched them quite a bit last year and I just thought... I love pace anyway, so I was just like, just pace, pace, pace. That's what we need. And he scores a lot of strikers type goals. He's all he's got really good instinct. You know, instinct, he yeah. scores a lot of tappings, which is unusual for a wide forward. But when he first signed, I was watching him, and I was like, yeah, he's got. I didn't think he'd be as, as successful as he's been so far. But I was like, yeah, he's he's gonna get his 10, 15 goals a season him all day. But he doesn't he doesn't have the star quality of Manny. That's what I thought. I thought he, he's effective at what he does, but he's not, maybe not at the same level. Uh, the last the last month, he, he's just been incredible. And you can see his confidence is through the roof. His first touch is, I can't, it's between him and Bobby for the best first touch in, the, in our team. He just pulls things out the air. He's, he's little drag backs, he can turn on a sixpence. Oh, he's, he's there. He's mu- I wanted to sign him because I always rated him. But he's much better than even I thought. I just hope know, it's not a re- really big purple patch. I hope this is him. No, do but you know what? Do you know what? Shall I be very honest with you guys? In terms of, in my opinion, right? Before, the, uh, you know, he, his stats have been amazing from the start, haven't they? What's that? Twelve goals, I think, Gav. Right. Twelve and seventeen. Yeah. But his assist, yeah. I don't think he played very well in those early four or five games, but he was getting the goals. Do you know his last four or five games, as Ian says, he's totally upped it. And we needed it. Since Mane was missing, Salah 
definitely stepped up to the plate. And his actual performance, his actual level of playing, his touch, his awareness has improved. He was getting the goals, but he wasn't getting involved as much in the early month to, of the first couple of months. First five, six weeks, you could say, I'd say. And, but, but that was totally expected. You know, new club, new surrounds, new system. But, you know, the more he's getting used to the players around him, his natural talent and his natural intelli game intelligence is coming through. And that's why I was so, so happy that Phil stayed as well, because I knew he'd score bucket loads of goals. Because you're right, and he's got that goal-scoring instinct of a forward. Of, you know, we're yeah, talking he about that poacher. He's got that poacher. You know, rebounds, bang, he's there. How many times have we seen Salah, the first one to the rebound? Do you know? Like I still back think... post headers. And yeah, he, he, yeah he, he, scraps, he's got the instinct. Yeah. I mean, I and that's why. Right. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I, st I still think his assists should be higher. He's only got two assists, which was quite disappointing, and I was shocked to see that because he should have about eight assists as well. How many times he just rips past the fullback and then his sort of drag back or pullback is intercepted, or he hasn't got the confidence to go with his right foot. So he can work on that. But my God, if he works on that as well, listen, we're talking. If he continues at this rate, we're talking Cristiano Ronaldo at United levels, aren't we, for a winger scoring goals? Yeah, yeah um, it, it's, a, that it's, it's important for us not... Because I'm tempted to get carried away as well. It is only a third of a way through a season, isn't it? We need, we need, he needs to do it for two, three years, whatever. But you said something then about his intelligence, and that, that's the best, the best description. He's so intelligent. That, there's a there's a clip going around in there where that woman's comparing him to Juan Cuadrado, and she said, "I don't know her name, so I don't mean to disrespect her. I don't know her name, uh, but she's saying uh, Nina, he hasn't Nina, got a, Nina something in it. Uh, probably they, they usually are. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he went to she. She goes, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced he's got any football intelligence." And I'm just like, "You have you ever watched this lad play football?" Because I'd say his intelligence is on par with his pace. He's very, very intelligent. It's, it's that run from out to in. He knows exactly when to make it. He's uh, oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic it's to watch that run, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's mental. He knows exactly... Like, when we scored that, that goal the other day, the counter-attack, he knows exactly where to stand, flick, and then he's off. It, if you don't think he's an intelligent footballer, then you don't know what you're talking about, really. That, that first goal, Ian, he does look around him. And watch it back. The camera from behind the goals, you'll see him. He's literally on line with the near post as the corner's being... Well, the guy goes, not take the corner, but approaches over to get the ball. And he looks around himself and just drifts out to that position. Um, but it is intelligence. Grigio, you're right. I think when he started off, he was getting the goals. He probably wasn't in games as much as we'd like to. Um, and he was missing the odd chance here and there. But he's grown and grown. I think... Um, I think he's real efficient in the attributes he has. Like he has got pace, you know. He's quite, he's strong. He's a good strike on him, and he just does them efficiently. You know, not outrageous. Just that's the attributes he has, and he uses them to their optimum. Um, I think this is him. I think this is his level, and I think he could probably go up a level or two. But I think the key to it is having, you know, these go-to men in the team, the likes of Firmino, Mane, um, Coutinho, even Lallana when they come back in the team, where they can not take pressure off him, but be another option in the team that gives him that bit of freedom. And if he gets freedom and he gets space, um, he, he'll destroy, he'll destroy teams on his own. It's as simple as that. Um, so look, all we can do is cross our fingers and cross everything and hope that he stays fit for the season. Cause I think he's looking at, it could be 25 league goals. That's, 
genuinely it could be because if Liverpool hit form and he's he's part of that, um, teams could be getting whacked. And if they're getting whacked, he's going to be in on it. I hope you've Look, written down my estimation of how many goals everyone's going to get. We done at the start of the season. Oh, um, you I didn't. Get back to your notes. You better get back to your notes. You better. <laughs> yeah, write yeah. Down I'll, I will, yeah. yeah. I'll, no, I won't. Um, oh. Listen, just one player I want to touch on really quickly um, <laughs> before we get to the last part of the show, and it's Alberto Moreno. Um, there's been a lot said about him, um, fucking way too much going back, more since he signed for the club. Last season, he was bottle flipping on the sideline, and he looked like he was on his way out. There was a couple of bids for him in the summer that Liverpool didn't see as sufficient enough to, to let him go, or probably didn't want to let him go. But it's, Ian, it's, it's a staggering turnaround, and with every game he plays, he looks more controlled. He looks like he's tuned in more. The fucking ninja kicks, sliding tackles have, are slowly and surely disappearing. And he just looks a really good, quick, solid left back. Right now, that's what he looks like to me. Yeah, he does. He looks excellent. I asked a question, I'm not sure if it was yesterday, the day before on Twitter. Because I don't get to watch other Premier League sides as much as I get to watch Liverpool, obviously. And I just said, the genuine question, is there a better left full-back in the, country, in the country than Moreno at the moment? A left full-back, not a wing-back wing or a wide mid who plays in a 3-4-3 or whatever. And I, whether, the, whether he is the best or whether he isn't, to even be able to ask that question and not get ridiculed shows how far he's come in, in, since the season started. And let's be honest, was it Swansea Chris, who bid for him and if they bid an extra three million, they were getting him? Yep. Yeah. He was he was going. He was on his way out. And I think the signing of Robertson's give him a massive kick up the arse. But then he wasn't he wasn't playing last season when we didn't have Robertson. He was behind Milner in the pecking order. So I just think he's worked very hard at his game. He, he, listen, he's never gonna be a fucking on like the eggheads, is he? He's not a, he's not very particularly bright. But he's worked at his game. He's he's learning when to go, when not to go. It's important that he's getting covered a lot more when we have certain players on the pitch. When Alden covers them very well, uh, Chan can do it as well. So when he goes, we're switching to three at the back as well. So when the thing is, when when he go forward, as a he bomb on, get into a position, whip across in, or someone wouldn't play him in. He'd then be out of position because it's physically impossible to, to be in two places at once, and everyone would just go mad at him. Whereas now the team's structured a bit better so we can make these runs and if he's still out of position, he's not found out as much because we co- we cover him. And I think his game's improved because of that. He's a lot more confident when he's going forward. He's not, like you say, he's not he's not trying to fucking Hong Kong fooey people. He's still got it in him. He, yeah, I was going to say. At, at some point in <laughs> when, the season... When you, when you said that, I think Gray's thought was some sort of dish. <laughs> Chinese. Hong Kong fooey rice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, loads of rice. There's fucking wheelbarrows of rice when it comes to Chris. <laughs> but you know, That's at some point, uh, he's got it in him to to concede a last minute penalty in the FA Cup final, or because he, like I say, he's not the sharpest. We've just been saying how Salad is extremely intelligent football wise. Moreno isn't. He gets by on his pure ability, and I think repetition. Do you know? What I, mean? I think he's been worked like a dog on the training field by Klopp. Because he's clearly got a, he's clearly a player. I've said all along, he's got all the attributes to be a top fullback except the brain. So if you can't teach someone to think for themselves, then if you can drum it into him, you know, just repetition, repetition, and then it seems to be working. And I've got to be honest, he's in the Spanish squad there. He's never got, 
He's never going to start over Albert, I don't think. But there's not that much difference in them as players. They're very similar style. I think if you put Moreno in Barcelona's side now, he wouldn't look that much out of place because he plays similar. He's, he likes to get forward a lot more than he likes to defend. Technically, he's good. He's got a good cross on him. Do you know what I mean? He, he shows for the ball. Uh, fair play to him, man. Genuinely fair play. A, a bit like what we just said about Salah. We've got to stress there is only 12 games into the season or however long, how many games it is. So he could he could get to next month and he could turn into fucking Jimmy Tiriori part two. Do you know what I mean? Or Moreno that we saw when he was like, like we say, when he was doing those crazy kung fu kicks. But so far, he deserves a massive pat on his back because I can't, I don't know a single person who thought that he would turn it round this season and get a game uh, at all. Not one. So yeah, you know what? I, I, I don't know many fans that thought he was going to be there come the start of the season. I think they thought his days were numbered. But I think um, making him a little bit more of a conservative left-back has helped. Um, like you said, instead of trying to be in two places at the one time, he, he stays back a little bit more. He's not as adventurous, which which he doesn't need to be if you have them fellas in front of you and they're allowed to move wherever you like. Um, the Robertson thing, I think, has worked out. I think Klopp's idea was to bring him in and bed him in slowly, probably over the first three to four months of the season. The, the chap's wife had a had a baby, didn't she, at the start of the season? So, um, And then he had a move from Hall and stuff like that. So I think Klopp is looking to bed him in over the first couple of months. The panic over Robertson not playing doesn't... doesn't um, doesn't sit right with me. I think Klopp knows what he's doing there. And I think it's worked out nicely that Moreno is coming to form um, and just being a little more reserved in his play, I think, has helped him a lot. But Griz, Shati, Shati with the people, main... Sorry, sorry, go yeah, on. Sorry, go no, on. I, what I wanted to put to you was, um, I see people online and they're saying, oh, well, he's playing well, but you know what's coming. Like They're almost, they're almost willing him to, to do badly so they can be proved right. Um, and, absolutely... I've, and to be honest with you, I wrote him off at the end of last season, but... I'm glad. I'm more than happy to be wrong, and he plays well every week. You absolutely read my mind. Not often you can read my mind, right? Not many people can read my mind, but you read but my you, mind. You better believe it. You, but you, you can't fucking read your own mind after time. I was gonna say, but can't listen, read. But, but moving on. <laughs> right? but move, moving on, right? Listen, I was gonna say exactly that. What I love about. What I love about us, right, there's a, there's a few things I love about us, but one of the main things I love about us, right, is we have no issues with being proved wrong because at the end of the day, we are LFC fans and when LFC wins, we all win and we don't give a shit about our personal agendas. Just like Ian said, I thought Moreno's, not, not just me, everyone thought Moreno's a goner, right? He had a horrific couple of seasons, didn't he? He looked, he looked like a kid at a playground, didn't he? Just a mad little kid in a playground one you know you've just said about you know his um how how being sort of more reserved in his play has helped him i think the biggest compliment to pay him he looks focused and the most important one of the most important uh, uh, aspects of a fullback is they have to be focused at all times and he is if you actually watch him very carefully he's actually very focused always looking around knows where he is very very rarely does the ball get played inside him now do you, know, do you remember how many times the ball was so easily played him inside him and sort of the wing would be gone nope and he'd have to sort of make those kung fu uh, uh, kung fu kick tackles uh, last ditch tackles how, how many has he made this season we can probably name about two three between us we can't even remember Look, as Ian says, it's 12 games in, so let's not get too carried away. But as far as 
my, I'm concerned, I think there's no better orthodox left back in the Premier League, in my opinion. Uh, that people, some couple of shouts for that Klasnic for Arsenal, but he's playing as a wing back. Alonso from Chelsea, his forms dipped badly. Can we name any other ones that have been that good? I don't, I can't think of anyone. That's I, think, I mean, he, he's been injured, but I think Men, Mendy's up, Mendy's better than him. Isn't he? I but think I think Danny been, Rose is up there as well. And Danny no, Rose, no, no, yeah. not, not this season, guys. Not this but they've season. They've both been injured. Yeah, but that's exactly that's my point. Well, that's so, our own yeah. fault. That's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, but the point is, Moreno has done his bit and he's looked focused. He's looked really up for it and he hasn't given. People are saying about Robertson. Now, I think Robertson's a classy player and I think Robertson will have a. You know, I don't think he's going anywhere and I don't think he's upset. He knows the drill. It's just like the good old days, isn't it? When you make a signing, they have to earn their place in the team. And that's what Robbo's doing at the moment. He has to earn his place. Moreno's got to give a reason for Klopp to drop him and at the moment he's not giving him any reason and well done to Moreno man well done that yeah no I, I just wanted to touch on it because um, like to be honest with you more and more now as the games go on he just goes unnoticed and listen there's nothing better than Alberto Moreno just going unnoticed in the game trust me um, after some of the games I've covered and had to talk about him but look yeah, it's only 12 games in but if he keeps it up um, he's looking at a really really decent season and Look, we wish him all the best. I, I hope he does well and I hope he proves me completely wrong. And, and thousands, if not millions of people around the world that have written him off and I hope he proves them wrong. That's been episode 10. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Over and out. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.